Roses and Rhetoric episode number 45. Unfortunately, my scrappy co-host cannot make this episode once again, but fortunately, we have our guest co-host today, Ginny from the GNT podcast. You might have remembered her from previous episodes, but nonetheless, we have an amazing episode today. Um, as many of you know, I've been traveling for the past month, and Ginny uh, has been part of that for a big chunk of it, and we're going to talk a little bit today about our travels and some of the things we've done, and Ginny, um, I know you have a list of things you want to talk about. What's uh, what's cooking on the agenda? Yeah, well, thank you for the introduction, Joe. Um, hopefully, I can live up to Jimmy's scrappiness on this episode. I'll give it my best shot. Actually, before we get into that, why don't you tell us uh, what you're drinking today? Oh, yeah. So uh, today, well, we started off with um, one little shot of Jägermeister. We are in Austria currently. We're on top of a mountain in the Alps. We're pretty excited about that, actually. We just climbed to the very top, and it was really beautiful. So that was awesome. Um, very cold, though, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, and then in this glass right here, I mean cup, we have coffee. I asked for whipped cream and I asked for Bailey's. They were out of Bailey's, so instead we are doing rum in the coffee. I did get a little bit of a weird look for asking for whipped cream on my coffee. Um, but hey, in America, it's normal, I guess, just not here. So, and some water. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice change of pace to be actually drinking actual coffee. We spent about a month in Italy. And it was a uh, nonstop espresso shots everywhere we went. Yeah. Which uh, is awesome because I like espresso. And they serve it late too, which I also like. Yeah, the late night coffee is pretty awesome. I do think that would be a really great touch that America could have. But I don't know. I don't know why we don't. Do you have any theories, Joe? I don't know. People in the U.S. just don't eat and drink that late. Unless they're boozing. Unless they're like going out out. Um, but in Europe and Italy, it's pretty common to be eating dinner, like, no earlier than 9 p.m. or so. Yeah, that's so true. We've noticed we probably eat lunch normally around, like, 3 o'clock to 3, sometimes even hitting 4 o'clock. And then dinner oftentimes is around 9 p.m. Um, breakfast is around 10, so about the same time. But I actually like it a lot more than my eating schedule in the U.S., but... I don't know. It's just different. Yeah, way more relaxed. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, let's run through the list. What do we got? Okay. What's on the agenda? Put down a few different things. So, I wanted to kind of do like a little comparative of the places we've been. So we've been to Greece, Italy, and now we're in Austria. Joe, I wanted you to tell me the highlights and lowlights of each country. You can do one for each: a highlight and a lowlight. Um, I'd say that the highlight or the low light of Greece is just like how poor it is and how like dirty everything is and how like you kind of feel like you're going to be mugged every couple of minutes. Well, depending on the city, Athens for sure, maybe some of the islands, Mykonos, Santorini, not so much. Um, the islands were kind of a, they were fun, but they're also kind of a buzzkill just because there were so many like tourists and party people and I don't know. It wasn't like a real like community type atmosphere. Um, so that's what I would say for Greece. Uh, the pro of Greece, they have really good tobacco, I would say, compared to Italy. Um, oh, Joseph, <laughs> have you been smoking tobacco? 
Well, everyone does it here, so I figured that in order to get the full cultural experience, you probably need to try it. Um, Italy, <laughs> I would say that the the best part is the food. Um, I eat pizza every single day, and it was cheap. It was only like 10 euros or like just over 10 bucks. I could attest to that. To have an entire pizza, and it was all just fresh ingredients, fresh tomato sauce, fresh cheese. Um... The thing I didn't like about Italy is that they're just highly inefficient at everything they do. Wait, one second. You didn't say the pro of Greece. Tobacco. Oh, okay. Sorry. Tobacco. <laughs> uh. You should tell uh, the pod what you've been calling tobacco here. What, what have I been calling it? <laughs> tell us the name that you've been calling it. Tobacco. No, you've been calling it something tobacco. <laughs> I think you've been calling it wacky tobacco. No Joe. Um, Wacky tobacco means something totally different, which really you, you can't find in Europe very easily, unlike regular tobacco, which you can find. Oh, I um, didn't realize that's what you meant the whole time. I thought you were yeah. talking about tobacco. Anyways, <laughs> I don't like how inefficient the Italians are. Uh, it's just nothing ever starts on time. Nothing ever works. Um, they're all form and no function, in other words. Yeah. Um, contrasted with... Austria and Germany, I imagine. I haven't been to Germany besides the airport, but Austria seems pretty similar. And they're all function, no form. Right? Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we can give some more examples of that later, but let's uh, let's hear your... Wait, wait, what's your pro for Austria? For Austria? Yeah. Oh, they're all function. Everything works for us super well. And then the and like then the cable cars, the trains, everything's labeled properly. Yeah, well, in the everything con, oh, is oh. it's not in the gym. Form. The gym. Oh, the gym, the saunas, the saunas. So everywhere, everywhere we've gone, we've been. I've always tried to make an effort to go to the gym in every place. And Italian gyms are obviously just like super not well run. But yeah, we finally after like months of all this inefficiencies got to the to the Austrian gyms and it was cheap we got there we got a pre-workout that they made right on the spot before we lifted That's we went good. to the weight room they had a great weight room plenty of equipment they had a hip thrust machine which i've never seen before in a gym um and then the best part when then we got a protein shake afterwards yeah the protein shake was the best protein shake i've ever had in my entire life and then we went to the sauna and mm -hmm. the sauna was very different than the u.s i would say first of all they had four or five different saunas they had the finnish sauna they had like the bio sauna they had just a bunch of a whole range of different saunas with uh, different temperatures and humidity levels mm -hmm. um but the first thing that and it's a co-ed sauna and the first thing before you enter the sauna there's a big sign or the sauna area and it's a sign with swimsuits like male swimsuit and female swimsuit and a big x through them and it says something in german which i think is like naked only <laughs> so there's literally no clothes allowed in this area. Um, I mean, you can have a towel, but it was uh, it was pretty interesting. That was very interesting. And I would say, oh. There's a dead moth in my face. Oh, oh yuck. That's, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> a little protein. Never hurt anybody. Um, yeah, that was interesting. I, I would say, like, the culture in America is pretty modest, right? Um, 
so yeah, that felt pretty different. I was like hiding in my towel the whole time. Same with Joe. Uh, but it was really nice, honestly, to just like work out and then go in the sauna and relax. And they also had the steam room too. Um, but after going in like a hundred degrees Celsius sauna. Yeah, the, the finish one was a hundred degrees Celsius. It's hot. So hot. And then going in. It's like a sauna in there. And then going in a steam room, it's just not the same. So, um, yeah, it was really nice. I really liked that part. And the protein shake was delicious. And, yeah, I'd, I'd get a membership there. For sure. For sure. It was, like, for the pre-workout, the post-workout, the membership, or the day pass, and all the sauna access, it was, like, 25 euro each. Mm -hmm. So, something I've noticed. So, sometimes they'll ask you to, like, leave a fast forward or something. Um, at the places we'll go to in order to rent things. And Joe has been, for the most part, holding our passports. And I've been catching on to something that Joe's been doing. Joe gives my passport always to the attendants. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get stuck here. <laughs> because, thank you for admitting it. At first, I feel like you didn't admit it, but um, Joe wants me to get stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> or what's your reasoning just genuinely like yeah i don't want mine to get stuck like i'm holding the passport so the tax is that whenever they ask for a passport and collateral i give yours not mine and that's just the price you pay for me holding the passports mm. but anyways why don't you continue what were your pros and cons <laughs> so Let's get back to it. anyways we left we left the passport at the gym that was my one bad part of the gym but we got it back so no worries my pros and cons mm -hmm. Hmm, I would say definitely the pros for Greece was going to Delphi. I really love ancient history. It's, it's really beautiful and it was really exciting. Um, con, definitely like the dirtiness. It wasn't everywhere in Greece. It was just in Athens, I would say. I didn't really um, think it was that nice, but I did think the Parthenon was really beautiful and I'd really recommend going there no matter what if you go to Greece. And yeah, go to the islands. The islands are really fun. They're very touristy. Um, it did kind of feel like a beauty pageant at most of the places um, on the islands. You can just tell everyone was very wealthy, very like, I don't know. It was just maybe a little bit too much. Didn't feel like relaxing. Um, and then for Italy, I would say, I don't know. I, it was kind of different like you can tell it's a very like male dominated society or like culture um so it was kind of very interesting to see that i was telling joe like um women there they don't feel like the main character as much as men do i suppose um so that was kind of interesting to see i would say maybe that's a con i don't i don't really know it's just a cultural difference so i don't really know if it's a con for sure um pro um i loved being able to walk everywhere that was really nice to do i just feel like in america we've kind of like lost touch of being able to walk places mm -hmm. just because it's so so spread out and obviously we're not maybe as healthy as some of these other countries so well, you know i was reading an article that suggested that one of the reasons that people like college so much is because it's the one time that they get to live in a livable community or a walkable community i actually completely agree with that that's how i felt in college and then you know, when I left college, it was a little bit strange because I couldn't walk really anywhere. I mean, I love living in Portland. It's a great city. And I've, I have chosen a place where I can walk everywhere. 
<laughs> you laugh at me. It, but hey, you can't say it's not walkable. Uh, it is walkable. That's about all it's got going for it right now, though. And I don't really drive, so it's really nice being able to walk everywhere. Um, Austria, I would say, uh, it's been really interesting, like hearing the like the German language here. Um, me and Joe were talking about how um, German is like, or I mean English is like, you can hear the German words that come from it, and then you can hear the Latin words that come from it, and so that's that's pretty cool, I think. And then um, cons, I don't know, leaving my passport, but I don't know if it's necessarily about the country. No cons yet. I'll let you know. Maybe joke and update you guys next week. Will do. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? Great. I think that's a, a, a pretty solid pros and cons list. I think we can post it straight to the Rick Steves uh, <laughs> travel forum. Okay, let's do it. Um, my next thing for you is I wanted to talk about Uncle Gilly. <laughs> or is it Cousin Gilly? Uh, I don't know. I, I think we'll go with Uncle Gilly. Um, so we just came from Venice. That was our last spot in Italy. And right before we were leaving Venice, I, I came privy to knowledge that I have an uncle in Italy that owns a restaurant very close to Venice, about a two, three hour drive. Um, and we've kind of been taking this trip day by day. We don't really know we're going to stay until that day, maybe that morning. Actually, we still don't really know where we're going to be staying tonight. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so my uncle, Italian dude, has an Italian restaurant in Italy. So we're like, oh, we have to go to it. No, it's a Brazilian restaurant. Yes, it's a Brazilian restaurant. In so, Italy. Yeah, in Italy. And it got really good reviews. And it was, like, right on the, the beachfront, right on the waterfront. And we were planning on going there. And then last minute, we just kind of decided, like, uh, it was, like, a, a Italian holiday on Sunday expensive it was kind of tough to get there and uh, we just we had made some Italian friends in Venice that we were talking with and they didn't say it was that great of a town um, so we just decided to pack up and head towards Austria instead so unfortunately Uncle Gilly if you're listening to this um, <laughs> we, we didn't get to see you this time but uh, we're thinking about you we are thinking about you and uh, we definitely will return someday yeah I like that do you have anything to add for Uncle Gilly? Um, no, not really. Just I just think that it can be like the funniness of it. Just the last day that we're leaving, and we're like, oh, we're going to Austria. Like we, and when me and Joe like leave a place, there's oftentimes like a good amount of discussion as to like where we're going because we don't we don't have a plan, so we kind of are really we really are winging it. So. We had, we finally decided, like, oh, we're going to Austria, we're going to do that, we're going to go to Innsbruck, that's where we're at now, and uh, <laughs> then Joe, like, like, I don't know, it's like 10 p.m. the night before we leave, it's like, it's like oh, I just got off the phone with my sister, and she says we should go visit Uncle Gilly. And then Joe is like, "Well, we'll just stay at Uncle Gilly's house." And then he shows me a photo of Uncle Gilly, and he's he's like photos of like of knives and stuff. Well, yeah, he's a professional he's a cook. Chef. He's a professional chef. <laughs> I I don't know, just just the comedy of the whole thing. I think was what really got me. <laughs> me and Joe are a little bit opposite. I like to have a little bit more of a plan. Joe does not. Um, 
so I guess it does kind of balance each other out, at least for traveling with each other, because sometimes I'm like, Joe, we need a plan, like decide. Um, but then he makes these be spontaneous, so I think it's a good thing. Great. So what's next on the list? I like it. We're running through it. Which is good because we're currently set up at a restaurant here, a pretty full restaurant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so th there's been a lot of uh, news recently, um, specifically around the Middle East and around Afghanistan. And I know Jenny, being a big uh, political science geek like you are, like a big person <laughs> that follows the news and likes to keep uh, keep tabs on the global temperature. Um, what's your take? What are, what are your what are your thoughts on the situation? Yeah. Um, maybe you can brief our viewers on what's going on. And uh, yeah, let's start from there. So, uh... oh no. <laughs> how, about, how about you warm us up, Joe? Well, how about you warm us up? I will up say here? this. I will say this. I will say that in preparation for today's podcast, we did go to an Afghani restaurant yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> in in the city of Innsbruck. Yeah. And it was delicious. I had a beef skewer and it was amazing. Yeah. Um, does that jog your memory at all? Does that get you? How about you, how about you, how about you warm it up just a little thin? <laughs> I, I had like a chicken dish. It was pretty good. A chicken dish, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, nothing good is happening there. Apparently the Taliban have taken over and with taking it over, they've acquired a bunch of weapons and a bunch of uh, firepower and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Do you have anything to add? We, I guess we have a few thoughts about it. Um, I'm going to say we, cause me and Joe have kind of pre-discussed this a little bit. Um, so we watched CNN yesterday and we heard, uh, the Taliban spokesman give a, it's the only news station available in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, that's in English that I can understand. We've actually found a lot of American shows on television, but of course they're all dubbed with um, German voices. So can't really understand. Anyways, um, we're watching CNN with the Taliban um, spokesman, and he was saying a woman was doing the interview with him, and he was saying that um, women are still going to be able to go to school under Taliban rule, and we're going to see a little bit more coming up. I'm a bit curious about that. Um, I'm very concerned about the women and children that are in Afghanistan right now. Um, we also watched the president's speech, um, which I thought was pretty good. I don't think um, what, what were your thoughts? I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good speech. It was a good work of persuasion. Um, I think that it was good for his base, and I thought it was a good speech overall. Um, but one thing is, I'll say is that being in Europe, you just you're exposed to just how many different societies and civilizations come to be and collapse, and how common that was, especially yeah. in Europe back in the day, and how it's like kind of more of like a rare thing that this doesn't happen more often. So yeah. the fact that this all is going down in Afghanistan is just kind of, it's like, no, it's, it almost like makes it seem like, oh, this is just like a normal piece of human history. And, um, 
yeah, you just got to let the pieces fall and hopefully things get reorganized in a peaceful way that's good for the world. And it looks mm -hmm. like they have been pretty peaceful with their insurrection, if you will. Like there's like videos of them like lifting weights and like in the in the palace gym and like riding like bumper carts and like the uh, amusement parks and stuff. Yeah. And it's been like somewhat of a peaceful transition, it seems. So hopefully that trajectory continues. Yeah. I, uh, well, we like to listen to the Scott Adams podcast. Joe um, is a big fan. Um, I didn't really know about him until I met Joe. So I've been listening a little bit more. Um, and Scott was kind of saying things along the lines of... Um, Apparently they found like weapons and maybe there's tracking devices in them and that maybe it's like a, the government's secret plan to have the Taliban somewhere we can find them more easy. But at the same time, after listening to the president's speech yesterday, he was saying things along the lines of um, maybe it's in our best interest just not to get involved because um, we can't fight a civil war that really has nothing to do with us. Well... Um, you're right. He was saying that um, it's very hard to fight an enemy where they don't know where they are. So, like, if the Taliban is hidden in caves, like, mm -hmm. spread apart different places, different locations, it's a, it's difficult to know where they are and to have any meaningful full sort of conflict against them. But he's saying that maybe it was a mistake for them to take over somewhere because now we know exactly where they are. We have a target. Yeah. Like, everywhere has a target now. So mm -hmm. if they mess with somebody else, then they have a target. We know where they are. Like, it's easy to take them out if they need be. Yeah. So maybe that will be a deterrent for them to behave a little bit more on the world stage. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Time will tell. All I can hope and pray for is the safe return of our troops from Afghanistan right now and hope everyone's okay. Yeah. All right. Next topic? Moving or do you have anything else to say? Moving on. <laughs> getting enough dirty looks talking about this right now really are you <laughs> uh, okay question for you joe we've obviously spent a good chunk amount of chunk or a good amount of time together um what uh are your thoughts like have you learned anything about the human condition have you learned anything about yourself after spending um this much time with someone what are your thoughts um I've definitely learned to develop more patience, um, <laughs> which is good. It's a it's an important virtue. It's an important skill to have. Patience is a virtue. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, the more patient you are, if if you if you're the most patient person on earth, you'll really never get angry. You'll never get frustrated. You'll never get nothing. So, patience is a, is an excellent patience is virtue, virtue to have. And um, I thank you for helping me to develed that skill <laughs> over are this you? past month. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you've been frustrated with me? No, because I have patience. But uh, you said you've been working on the patience. Yes, they, <laughs> How about you? What would you say? Well, I've learned a lot about you. I've learned a lot about Joe. Because um, when, when you spend time with someone new, inherently different parts of them come out. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's been really interesting. Um, what I've learned about myself, I'd say I'm pretty patient too. <laughs> <laughs> so 
sometimes you just have to laugh. We've had a you, lot of. You can't steal mine. Hey, hey yes, I can. Because if it's true to me, then I can take it. I don't know. Um, sometimes you just have to laugh, and uh, there are plenty of those when I'm around you. I won't get into the story that happened this morning. <laughs> it's nothing special. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I don't know. Nothing. I don't know. I feel like I've learned more about you than I have about myself. But wow. Uh, it's it's been fun. Well, I am a very mysterious person, so it doesn't surprise me that you continue to learn things about me. All right. What's what's next? Year. Oh, so I know Joe updated you guys um, that he had COVID. Um, Joe gave me COVID as well. No, no, Ginny gave me COVID. <laughs> Let's be real about this. So I, uh, yeah, I am vaccinated. I am vaccinated. I worked, I worked at a hospital. Um, got vaccinated um, pretty early in March. Um, Joe started coming down with something, um, was feeling very lethargic, really hurt, just weak, tired, um, just not feeling good. Yeah. Um, um, then he got this rash. Well, early on, I want to say that I started expressing some of these feelings of feeling not so great. Maybe, hey, hey. <laughs> maybe as I carried both of our luggage up and down the steep hills of Capri, no. like I started getting a little bit winded. Like I wasn't really feeling that good. And I, and I told Jenny, I was like, hey, you know what? Something's just not right. I don't, I don't really feel good. Hey, and, hey, wait, hold on. Let me finish. And her solution, her solution was to buy me more wine and get me drunk. So I stopped complaining. <laughs> Okay, this this is out of context. So, no, the time when I I have the worst disease in the past hundred years, the worst flu, and (laughs) her solution is to get me more wine, so I stop complaining. Joe is a little bit confused about the chronological order of the story. So, what first happened was Joe had an allergic reaction to his sandals he was wearing. I've never heard of someone <laughs> having an allergic reaction to their sandals. But some, one of the things I've learned about Joe, actually, is he gets hurt a lot. He was kind of telling me he gets hurt a lot. And I was like, oh, Joe, you're funny. But right when we, right when we get to Athens, he, he falls in a pothole. Twist his ankle. Well, I'm a Pisces, so I'm I'm very prone to foot problems. Yeah, this is something I told him. I was like, Joe, I bet you, I bet foot problems is something that's related to Pisces, and we looked it up, and it's true. Anyways, um, anyways, you fell in a pothole, and then it, it wasn't a pothole. It was a sewage drain cover that broke <laughs> when I stepped on it, and it twisted my ankle. But like only Joe, right? Um, um, and then uh. I don't know. I feel like there's something else in there. He hurt something. I don't know. The bug bites. So he got a lot of bug bites. They're really painful. And then um, he has an allergic reaction to his sandals. And when I say an allergic reaction to his sandals, I mean there were blisters that were boiling with pus. It was it was terrible. I was like popping his blisters on his feet, and I felt so bad for him. And originally he was like, oh, "I'm feeling lethargic. I'm tired." I didn't realize he had also had COVID. So he's kind of finishing up this like foot problem and then he got COVID. So Joe has this foot problem that he's been complaining about. And, and then he's like, oh, I'm tired. And I was like, and this was in Rome. So whoa, 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 this was not in Capri. Yet. And just to finish on, just around on this foot problem. 
So I found out that it's like pretty common. Like there's certain diseases or certain like irritants, like poison ivy. You come into contact with it, you don't get a rash, you don't get symptoms for maybe weeks later. So I had bought these new sandals for this trip, brand new pair of chocos. <laughs> they roll up to my door. I put them on right when they come out of the box, and I didn't take them off for three weeks. <laughs> you wore them literally. I every wore day. these shoes every day and, for three weeks. And we were looking at photos that we had taken um, after he had gotten the rash and he's wearing the chacos in every single photo yes and then I'm, I'm walking through the vatican i look look down and then i just see these like bug bites on my feet and uh, i just think they're bug bites no big deal yeah and then a few days later my feet swell up to twice their size i can't even put a shoe on uh, i think they progress bleeding blistering progressively we're getting worse for like a week it was horrible and it, and it was really in bad. the pattern of a chaco in the z-shaped <laughs> pattern of the chaco is where the 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 disease was forming poor guy but anyways um <laughs> funny someone just asked us for a lighter <laughs> um um where was i going and then you and then i got the covid then we're at a restaurant in Rome. And this is during the, the the height of the blisters on the feet. Joe's like, um, he's like, I'm tired. I'm like, Joe, drink more wine. Like, you'll feel better. And, he, and he's been, poor guy, he's been talking about his blisters and stuff. And this was before they were really, really bad on his feet. They were just like, kind of bad. We didn't know they were going to keep getting worse. So I did say that once. However, later that day, we look at the feet. They're terrible. I take this vo this photo or video of them because I wanted to look at them up close. And they're like, they're, they're like pussing. It's, it was so bad. I felt so bad for you. After that, it felt a little bit more compassionate. When we did our Bo Capri tour, um, Joe had to wear socks the whole time. Swimsuit with socks. Because he was embarrassed about his, his poor feet. And I felt so bad for well, we him. You had to keep the sun off him. Yeah, but at the same time, I was like, Joe, dry those things out. And we have photos of him um, in Capri. And he's like asleep, passed out. Little did we know, he probably had COVID. Um, so he was feeling like absolute, you know, crud he was feeling so bad um and then we were i was like telling joe like oh i love swimming and then joe's like i love swimming more and i was like <laughs> and we kind of like bet each other like who could swim better and uh we go um on this boat tour and we get to like stop and swim and joe was just like exhausted swimming and i'm just like here joe take my floaty and i'm just like swimming around without a floaty joe has two floaties <laughs> she's like let's just go over here let's go over to this cave <laughs> yeah. like 500 meters away i'm like, like diving under there. the water like really deep like, uh... <laughs> joe's just like i can't do it um and then finally we like leave capri we go to florence uh joe was just feeling like not good joe at that point was like i'm done drinking i can't drink i don't think he was drinking for um like a week and we had been you know drinking wine every day since uh greece and even in italy it's just here have a liter of wine like that's just like the standard essentially for a meal um so yeah we we're in florence we're gonna leave florence and i have a flight the next day um and we're like okay joe like take a covid test because at that point he had actually gotten a rash all over his chest and his arms um 
he takes the COVID test and uh, comes back positive. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so then I take my COVID test um, and I'm also positive. So yeah, we both got COVID. It was pretty bad. Um, you know, and I didn't actually had no symptoms at that point. So I, I really, I don't know like how long I'd had it for. I got mm -hmm. sick. I think the next day is when I started feeling really bad. Um, we just presented a lot. Like our sickness presented. Um, totally, totally different. I don't think we shared any of the same symptoms besides the fatigue. Yeah. Um, like I had full on like body aches, like really bad body aches. Um, I don't know, just a terrible head cold. I feel like I felt like I couldn't breathe. Um, I'm still having a little bit of that. I lost all of my uh, smell and taste, so I can't really. I'm actually finally getting it back. Um, it's been like a month since I've had COVID, so um, finally getting it back, which is really exciting. Um, and then I would say maybe like two weeks after COVID, I'd recovered. I like had that terrible headache I like had the worst migraine of my entire life like full-on like getting sick like it was pretty bad I think Joe was pretty scared um it was just really bad so I don't know hopefully you know long COVID doesn't affect us too bad um I guess we'll see what happens yeah do you have anything else to add to that uh there's just a lot with yeah, COVID that know. we didn't expect the worst part is just like not being able to like do anything just being like quarantined yeah. and like worried about infecting other people and yeah that type of thing but and then like you like at least like i want to i wanted to help you but then it was like i'm sick and then you probably felt the same for me like you wanted yeah. to help me and there you know there's just really nothing you can do there's a loud crowd going by us right now so we'll just wait a second i don't know if you, i wonder if i can i wonder if the camera's pick or the mic's picking it up i don't know maybe um i don't know it was hard to see you like that yeah it wasn't fun i would not recommend it i assume we got the delta the delta variant the cool new one but uh, it feels yeah. good to be completely immunized. I mean, I know you thought you were immunized because of your vaccination, but with vaccine and having COVID, I bet you feel, you know, super immune now, super, uh, you have nothing to fear at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I guess um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But anyway, I think this was a good, a uh, quick update for what's oh, wait, been I... going on. Do you have more items on your list? I did. I wanted to talk about your Italian heritage. Yeah, I just wanted it to be on heritage. the record. Yeah, so I think Janine's a little upset that I'm Italian and that she's not. And that, you know, walking through Italy, it's kind of my homeland. It was kind of my, my place, my people. I just want to set the record straight. Joe is 18% Italian. Mm, no. I did the math and it's 18%. Okay, so this is going off like Ancestry.com. The data is like very varies wildly. Like it said that it said that my uncle. It was an uncle, so it wasn't even my mom. It was my uncle, which should be the same, but could be different. And the ranges are like okay, you can be anywhere from zero to twenty percent this, zero to twenty percent of that. But my grandmother, her parents immigrated from Italy. She's a hundred percent Italian. She married a Polish man and had my mom and my uncles 
So therefore, I'm 25% Italian, 25% Polish, and the data from Ancestry.com, those numbers fell well within that uh, the error range. So I'm a quarter Italian. I'm sorry you have to hear that. I'm sorry you're not any Italian, but that's what I am. And to make it even worse, I'm also uh, uh, an eighth. A Pisces. I'm also Pisces, and I'm also Spanish. There you have it, How's folks. That that's Joe's uh, ethnicity. <laughs> we'll have to run the numbers when we get back and do an actual. I'll have to get my own test just so I can prove it. But yeah. I'm within all the error ranges. the The family history is within all the error ranges, the error bars of the data. Yeah. So I'm going with 25 percent. 25 percent Italian, 25 percent Polish, 25 percent Mexican, and 25 percent Illinois farm boy. Yeah. Do you want to give and like the update for where we're going next, and then we'll leave it at that. And then we'll close it up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. So, next, uh, I think we're going to Vienna tonight. Mm -hmm. Um. Maybe we'll be in Vienna for a few days. I want to go to Budapest. Yeah. I want to go to Prague. Yes. Um. My favorite authors from Prague, Milan Kundera. So, uh, I'd like to read some of his books up there. Yeah. And then uh, from there, I don't know, I, I'd like to go to Poland, but I don't know if it's going to be in the cars. We might need to beeline straight for France and, and uh, Me and Joe Spain. are both Polish, so that might be. Yeah, but I'm, that might be cool. I'm actually Polish again, <laughs> so that might be a cool place to go, visit the homeland once again. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, I'll have to keep you all tuned. Um, you can follow my Instagram for a day-by-day -day, uh, debauchery and stories. Um, at Jose for underscores Corvo. Yeah, follow me too at Jenny Kitties and follow my podcast page at GNT and follow my food page. I take really good photos of food along the way. So if you're interested in food, follow Jenny's Eats. Yes, and it's G I N N Y S E A T S. Yeah, Jenny's Eats. And uh, don't forget to follow at Roses and Rhetoric. Roses underscore rhetoric. You can follow us on Twitter, um, Instagram. We've had some fire albums of the week recently. I can, can attest to that. Go on there, see all them. Um, follow them on YouTube and subscribe. Yeah, YouTube. That's where all the episodes get posted. You can get live video where you can see the beautiful background here. I know that those of you listening won't be able to see it, but believe me, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so follow us. And uh, I think it's raining. Yeah, we better close this up. Yeah. So I'm Joseph Stanford on behalf of Ginny's Kitties. Uh, ciao. Ciao, ciao.